Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Heather Swallow about her ceremony at Sea Breeze Point and her reception at Shipwreck Beach. I thought you guys would be interested to hear all about this, especially what it's like to have a shipwreck beach reception because you don't see a lot of those, but it's a great way if you do want a beach-themed wedding or something that feels outdoorsy to incorporate that at Disney. So welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have a wedding at Disney. My husband and I both have long loved Disney. He's originally from Florida. I'm originally from California. We both grew up going to the parks, and um, Disney World ended up being where he officially proposed. Ah. Did you know right away you were going to have a Disney wedding, or did you, like, consider doing it someplace else and then think, nah, it's got to be Disney? We actually, when we left, because we were on a trip there for three days, and on the third day is when he proposed, and so when we left, we talked a little bit about what it, how neat it would be to get married here, and then we then we kind of like, no, that's silly, that'll be too expensive, and so on the drive home, it's about a four-hour drive, we started researching other venues, but then we, we kind of kept coming back to the Disney, so ultimately, we that's what we did. That's great. How did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues? We both, in addition to our love for Disney, have a love for all water, the beach, possibly because we're from beach states. We both were lifeguards when we first met, so water's always been part of both our lives. So when we were discussing non-Disney venues, we talked about having a evening beach ceremony. So once we decided to go with Disney, it, it just it made sense to have an outdoor ceremony next to the water. And Sea Breeze Point is just gorgeous. We love the simple elegance of it, the fact that it's right there over the water. And then Shipwreck Beach was a no-brainer. It was a beach. That's what we wanted. <laughs> and it's right around the corner, which is so convenient. Exactly. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? It was kind of interesting. It, most of our friends and family didn't actually say anything to us. The, the most vocal were my father and my mother-in-law. And my father mostly just wanted to know why. And I think that and I think that was more because he was afraid that it would be astronomically more expensive than other non-Disney venues. So once we shared with him the quotes that we'd received from the other places that we'd considered, and he saw that the prices were pretty competitive, he didn't have any more questions or comments. And my mother-in-law, her primary concerns were the distance. Even though my husband's family is mostly in Florida and it's my family that would have to travel out of state, his grandparents couldn't go even the four hours to Disney. So that's where his mom's concerns were. But all of our friends thought it sounded like a great idea. They were looking forward to coming out here. And then we have an eight-year-old daughter, so she loved it, of course. (laughs) That's awesome. So with about half of your guests already in Florida, how many did you invite and how many actually made the trip? 
we capped our list at 40, which of course included the three of us. And my family alone is about 80 people. So his family's a little bit smaller. And what we did is we focused on immediate family first and then kind of extended out. So I want to say we only had less than 10 no's on our RSVP. So we, we sent out invitations in phases. So we did our, our ideal 40 guest list first, and then we sent another 10. So it wasn't too bad. Most people wanted to come. That's great. So did you guys have a theme that you incorporated into your event or colors? We did. Our colors were white and silver with red accents. Our theme, it was kind of funny. I when we were going through the planning kit before our planning session at Disney, I, I really wanted my husband to be involved too because I didn't want it to get close to the day and him feel like it was my wedding and not something he really wanted. So I made the mistake of asking him what his vision was. <laughs> and um, I say mistake because his response was Halloween in New Orleans at the beach in Disney. And I was like, honey, that's, that's a lot going on there. So how about we just, we already agreed an October 26th wedding. So we'll hit Halloween because of all the decorations in the parks and resorts. We don't really need that in our wedding theme, do we? I mean, we both love Halloween, but I just felt like that was a lot. <laughs> so he, we talked a little bit and he modified it to a whimsical fairy tale wedding where New Orleans meets the beach full of love and romance. That, that's how we, we finally drew it all together. But I guess you drew the line at having uh, gold, green, and purple be your colors. <laughs> yes, yes, we did on that. I really, he, and it's funny, he does not like red. He he can't stand the color red, but it's one of my favorite colors, and it was my mom's favorite color, and she's deceased, so it was a way for me to incorporate her into our day. And so he. that's why it was an accent color, not a primary color. But he actually really, once he saw our, our wedding party all together and all the decorations, really liked it. So it worked out well. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit about the setup at Shipwreck Beach? I know now October, it could be cool, could be hot. Was it really bright? Sometimes people worry about a beach reception. It's going to be sand in my shoes and the sun's going to be glaring off the water. How is the reception set up? It was bright. Um, we did we did a brunch reception, so we had a 10 a.m. ceremony and then just went right around the corner there to Shipwreck Beach for the brunch reception. And um, I want to say the the temperature was about, probably hit the mid-80s at the high point during our reception. It ended at 2.30. So, I mean, the beach is gorgeous, but it is very white. And our chairs and tables were white as well. At least there was a lot of white. I have to look at the pictures to verify that they actually were. But we we were told there was there would be no shade available. So we made sure to communicate that to all of our guests that there would be no shade there. It was they would be walking on sand only. So um, everybody was prepared, and so people either went barefoot or had brought sandals or flip flops to change into when they got to the reception. We ended up having, there were umbrellas at every table. So when we heard no shade, we didn't even think that there would be table umbrellas. But there were, and it was perfect. I mean, a couple of, one of my bridesmaids is extremely light-skinned, so she was applying sunblock throughout the day. But 
couple folks brought sunglasses and everyone loved it. They thought the weather was perfect. They loved having it on the beach. The water just lapping right there made it relaxing, yet we still had music. So it was a party atmosphere, but it was a very low key beach theme and it was perfect. Oh, that's interesting. So did you have a DJ for music or an iPod set up? We did a DJ. We were back and forth on that, um, especially when we were trying to cut expenses. But we decided that we wanted that we wanted that DJ. We wanted constant music, and we didn't want to have to have anyone worrying about making announcements or making sure that the music didn't stop. So we actually, that was one of my last minute things that I should have done earlier in the planning and actually didn't communicate with the DJ until the day before the ceremony. But we had him lined up because we did it through Disney to get him. So it was great. He was perfect and um, no complaints. The music was exactly what we asked for. He took requests and some of those requests were off the wall, but he had the music. So everyone loved it. That's great. Did you have a dance floor or did people just kind of shimmy on the sand? We could not have a dance floor. And that was, and we we also had looked at Crescent Cove before we decided on Shipwreck Beach. And neither of the beach locations could do a dance floor because there's no way to anchor it to the sand. So that is something to keep in mind that anytime someone's looking at one of the beach ones, no dance floor. But that didn't stop anyone. Like I said, most people kicked off their shoes and were barefoot. And the few that weren't had flat flip flops on. And Everyone just just had a blast dancing. We had an area for dancing. So even though there wasn't an actual floor, we had an area in front of the DJ table between the the guest tables and the bar that was set up. Okay, interesting. And where did they set up your cake? That was a table that was off to the side from the bridal party table. And so it was our... We had for a while our alternative guest book there, and then they and then the cake came out because obviously they couldn't have the cake out the whole four hours because it would have melted. I mean, it, it was still Florida, even if it was late October. So that was brought out. I didn't. I don't even remember seeing them bring it out to be honest. But it was a smaller table set off to the side from the main bridal table. Okay, got it. And did you add any other kinds of events to your day, like a dessert party or a welcome party? We did not. We had most of our friends and family came in the Saturday before, and it was a Monday ceremony. So my husband and his groomsmen, you know, they did stuff in the parks together on Saturday. My bridesmaids threw my bachelorette party Saturday night. So, and they all flew in during that day. And some of our family did did one of the parks on Sunday. And we had a informal rehearsal dinner after the rehearsal but it wasn't anything, we didn't do any reservations or plan anything big with it. And we threw around the idea of a dessert party, but we decided against it because since our reception would be over by 2.30, we had made plans with pretty much all of our guests to go into Epcot after the reception since it was during the Food and Wine Festival. So we had about probably 35 of us out of the 40 original all met up in Epcot um, two hours after the reception ended and spent the rest of the evening just eating and drinking around the world and enjoying the festival there. Oh, that's great. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? <laughs> it was a long day. It, for my maid of honor and I, it started at 4 a.m. That's when we woke up. And my I had a stylist that did my hair and makeup and one of my three bridesmaids' hair. The other two chose to do their own. So our stylist and the bridesmaid who was getting her hair done arrived at 4.30 at my room. And I was staying, my maid of honor and I stayed in boardwalk. 
And so at some point while the stylist was doing our hair and makeup, the third bridesmaid showed up, my daughter, who was also the flower girl did, and my dad. <laughs> and so we, we had quite a, quite a little group in there. And um, then by 7.30, our Disney fine art photography photographers, Amy and Amanda, showed up. And so they spent an hour with us doing the getting ready pictures. Then they left to do the half hour of pictures with the groom and his family and groomsmen. And then they were back at my room by 9 to do a half hour of my half of the wedding party photos. And by 9.30, we were walking from the lobby of Boardwalk in to Seabreeze Point for our 10 a.m. ceremony. Got it. The ceremony was over by by about 10.30. We brought our own officiant. It was actually my father-in-law. And so that was done right around 10.30. We did a stage exit, family pictures, and then everyone else went over to the pre-reception. And my husband, daughter, and I spent about 30 minutes with Amy and Amanda having photos taken around Boardwalk Inn. So we probably joined the reception around 11.30, I want to say. I don't remember the timeline of the reception, but it was over by 2.30. What were the most and least important aspects of the wedding when you were focusing your attention and your budget? For me, it was the food and beverage. I love food. And I'm also vegetarian, so but my husband isn't. My daughter is pesco vegetarian, and then everybody else we invited had, I guess what you'd call normal diets. <laughs> and so for me, food and beverage was the most important. I wanted to make sure that there would be enough protein for my daughter and me, but also that everybody would just love the food as much as I love food. <laughs> and my husband's priority was the cake. He wanted people to look at our cake and, and for it to just scream to them only in Disney. The other two parts that were really important to both of us was our photography package because we wanted to include the private portrait session in the Magic Kingdom and then music, which is why we ended up going with the DJ. At least important was actually Disney-specific stuff like characters and some of the add-on entertainment that Disney offers and then transportation. We Transportation was pretty much at the bottom of the list since our reception was just around the corner from our ceremony site. Right. So going back to the food and the cake being important, do you have any menu recommendations of things that you really liked on your menu? Oh, <laughs> everything I tried. Um, <laughs> we, I loved, as far as the cocktail hour pre-reception options, I personally really loved the stuffed piquillo peppers with goat cheese. And we actually ended up at the last minute cutting that from our menu. But because I had enjoyed it so much at our testing, Disney did a magic moment and gave me a plate of it at the reception. So that was really neat. I think our guest really enjoyed the smoked salmon and the bacon-crusted beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of meat. Yeah, I wasn't really interested in that one, but they loved it. And then the buffet, oh my gosh, the bun brunch buffet, we had so much food. Mickey waffles, of course, were a hit. And our planner and the chef that we met with when we did the tasting were amazing about suggesting ways that we could modify some of the food to be more Cajun style, more New Orleans. And so that's where we worked a lot of the New Orleans theme into our reception was through the food. So we had the Mickey waffle bar. And in addition to the normal toppings, they suggested the caramelized bananas foster. That was amazing. That was absolutely incredible. <laughs> and um, then we had like shrimp and grits. 
And um, there was this pasta with wild mushrooms that I had tried during our tasting that I loved. I absolutely adored. And the chef suggested um, modifying it so that it was more Cajun style, a little bit spicier. And he had some ideas on how to do it. And I said, go for it. And it was it was spot on. It was so good. Oh, that's great. And then with your husband's request that the cake be over the top amazing, look at this <laughs> theme cake. So what did you do for that? <laughs> um, well, we actually, we went through a couple, a couple incarnations of the cake because our first idea, we sent a couple pictures and um, talked about doing a three tier. Well, our first idea, the quote was $1,100. And I personally had an issue spending more on our cake than we had on my dress. <laughs> That's a good metric. <laughs> and um, my husband was like, well, I want it. You know, he's, he was actually more okay with that price than I was because he, like I said, really wanted to scream only in Disney. But I, I spoke with our planner and we decided that we could do a two tier for only 575 plus a quarter sheet cake for another 79 So that's what we did. And um, so we could still have the two flavors at the reception, still save our top tier for our one year anniversary. And we we went with the Mad Hatter style. So it was that kind of tilted look. And what we did was we had found some pictures of cakes just online that we really liked. And so we, but they weren't the same cake. And of course, none of the pictures were in our colors. So we, we sent the pictures to our planner and kind of talked through exactly what we wanted. And it was, it was exactly, it was exactly what we wanted. It could not have been more perfect. It was only white and silver. My husband didn't want red on it. And I was a little worried about that, thinking it would be kind of blah without any color or pop to it. But for a wedding cake, it really worked. I mean, it was, like I said, it was white with, we had silver Mickey heads on it. There were some just silver swirly designs. We had driftwood around the base to go with our beach theme. We had the sugar for sand around the base. There were they put seashells and starfish around it. And it just we brought we brought our own topper for it. And it like I said, it just looked amazing. And it tasted amazing. Ooh, what were the flavors? <laughs> One of them was yellow cake with Bailey's mousse. That was my husband's pick. And my pick was almond cake with amaretto mousse. So good. (laughs) So good. That's great. So what ended up being your favorite memory of the day? I actually had a couple. One was absolutely the the look on my husband's face as I walked down the aisle. We, We didn't do a first look, and he hadn't seen my dress ahead of time, so... That was that was just really special. That moment, seeing his face and the look on his face as we got our first glimpse of each other. And um, outside of that, my favorite memories: <laughs> the cake, the food. <laughs> seen a theme here, and um, really though, just the the whole experience. But that's great. So, did anything go wrong, or just not turn out like you expected? A couple, and they really they really were minor in the grand scheme of it. One, we were both a little underwhelmed we'll say um by by our planners helpers some of our decor we got through disney floral and decor but some of it we brought our own and what stuck out still sticks out in both our minds was our mardi gras beads that was some of the decoration and favors that we had brought to again tie new orleans into our theme and um so we had 
three different strands of Mardi Gras beads that we wanted at each place setting. And they were just basically thrown onto the tables with no discernible effort made to them looking nice. Unfortunately, there was no way to resolve it because we were the last ones to arrive to the reception. So everyone had already seen this haphazard, sloppy way that they were placed. So that was a little disappointing because everything else looked so nice and perfect. <laughs> but again, honestly, I doubt anyone noticed it besides the two of us. And I mean, if they did, nobody's actually, nobody said anything. So, And then the other part that I was disappointed with was our rehearsal. We had spent the entire planning process working with one planner, but she was actually just covering for our real planner who was out on maternity leave during the first part of the process. So we didn't meet our real, I guess, for lack of a better word, planner until the rehearsal. And my maid of honor and I were a few minutes late to the rehearsal, but the whole thing was just rushed. I was told we had an hour for the rehearsal and she had us done in probably less than 30 minutes, even given the fact that I was a few minutes late to it. And neither my husband nor I had been married before. Neither of us had even been part of a bridal party. So we were completely clueless about the whole thing. We had no idea who was supposed to go when and where and the order. I mean, we just, we were about as clueless as they come, as sad as that is. And with the rehearsal so rushed, the next morning, I couldn't remember a thing from it. And so we ended up during the ceremony, I never gave my bouquet to my maid of honor. She never took it from me. So it was a little awkward holding that through the whole ceremony, especially because they're heavy. Yeah. And then when our it was time for our sand ceremony, we forgot which way to walk around the table. Mm. So there was a slight snafu with the train in my dress. Uh-oh. And um, honestly, both these little things could have been so easily devo- avoided if we'd had a non-rushed rehearsal the day before. So again, nothing we could do to resolve it when it happened, but... I'm hoping, I don't think many people noticed and, you know, the the photos looking at them were amazing and overall, we really have wonderful memories of the day. And uh, the third thing that bothered me, but my husband didn't care at all, was my hair looked nothing like my vision that I had discussed with the stylist multiple times ahead of time. So I was upset about that, but you know, I didn't even realize it until I looked at photos afterwards. Oh, interesting. So after the fact, I was very upset and I, I ended up not going with the same stylist when we came back the next month for our um, Magic Kingdom session, but it looked great. It just was not at all my vision. Right. Yeah. And that's why, boy, if you have a chance to do a trial, it can be so helpful. But you know, a lot of us don't, you, you just fly right in and you get married. And so that's true. Yeah. And I actually had, I had had a friend who was a stylist up here because we're in Tallahassee. So we're only a four hour drive. And I had a friend that was a stylist that had had planning on doing it. But then she, she works two jobs and one of her jobs refused to give her the time off to come down to the wedding. So she gave me this notice 30 days before our wedding. So there was no, I barely had time to get somebody booked, let alone go down to Orlando for a trial. So yeah, definitely recommend a trial if at all possible. Interesting. Okay, that's a good tip. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? My husband really stressed a lot over the reception table centerpieces. I'm not sure why. I didn't understand it then and I don't now, but he really stressed over those reception table centerpieces. But by the time we made it back to our room that night, he barely remembered them. 
<laughs> then when he looked at the pictures, he liked how they turned out. So <laughs> that stress was absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> and um, he felt better after looking at the pictures and realized, oh, okay, they did look really nice. At different points, we both worried about the cake. Um, but like I said already, it it turned out amazing. It couldn't have been more perfect. And then the only other thing that I worried about was that we didn't have enough bridal party gifts or favors for all of our guests. But because we ended up going over budget, we still, we adjusted our budget so that we were still within budget, but it was more than we had initially agreed and planned on spending. We couldn't, we couldn't add anything, even though I was worried about, you know, not having enough because we had so many people traveling and it was mostly, like I said, my family and friends coming from out of state. The thing is, is the vast majority of our guests told us that this was the best wedding they'd ever attended. They thought the venues were beautiful and perfect for us. They absolutely loved the food, enjoyed the music, and miraculously, they all got along. <laughs> so it, it literally was the best day ever. And everyone, like I said, they, telling us how great it was, best one they'd been to. So nobody seemed concerned that they only had a couple favors. And so it was not worth stressing over, but I had. Yeah, that's a really good point because I feel like from everything I've seen and as a guest myself, guests don't care about favors. Most of the time they don't use them and they're not going to notice if they don't get a personalized koozie. What they're going to notice is if they get to actually talk to the bride and groom at the ceremony and they are thanked by the bride and groom for coming. I think that makes much more of an impression than, you know, a little trinket that you're wasting money on. In our experience, it absolutely did. And we, and we did. We made sure that once we were done eating, we went around to every table. We we were dancing with our, our family and friends, you know, when, when people were out there dancing. I mean, we interacted with absolutely everybody that came. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I would say trust trust Disney. Be specific in what you want and as detailed as possible, for sure. But then leave it up to Disney and trust them to make your vision a reality. They're the professionals. This is what they do. Like I said, we worried about that cake, but it was perfect. Even though we didn't get to see it until we showed up to our reception, we gave our details and Disney turned it into exactly what we wanted. So trust that they know what they're doing. <laughs> and um, the only other tip I would give is know your bridal party and then pick your battles accordingly. <laughs> Because some stuff really isn't worth it in the long run, but really figure out what's the most important to you, whether it's that all your bridesmaids wear the same exact dress or that they just wear the same color and let their individual personality show. Figure that out ahead of time. Know your bridal party who you've asked to participate. And then, like I said, pick those battles accordingly. Makes it for much less stressful planning. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I have an album um, on my Facebook page, and the wedding album is public. It, it has over 200 pictures. It's my, my narrowed down favorite pictures. And um, that includes our getting ready, pre-ceremony, ceremony, and reception photos, as well as portraits taken around the resorts and in the Magic Kingdom. But that's it as of right now. I just have a public album on Facebook. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wishes wedding at Walt Disney World, especially someone who wants to incorporate a beach location and theme. So I really appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. 
You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>